Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Your Brain's Coach podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm your host, I'm your brain's coach, and just someone with a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn all the brain tools you can use to feel, look, and do your absolute best. Guys, today I'm going to combine a few of resources to give you caffeine user manual. And as we were talking with a friend of mine right now, caffeine is a tool. And it's a tool that can be used to improve your performance, to make you feel better, uh, and also a couple of other things, interesting things that you'll learn about. But it also can be abused. And that's where you get all jittery and stressed, and then you also interrupt your sleep patterns, right? And instead of benefits, you actually get a lot more side effects or negative effects that will make your life and your performance, especially long-term, worse. Caffeine is not all positive uh, or all negative. It's a tool that has this U-shape curve. When you get the benefits, right, you get them to a point, and then if you overdo it and use your caffeine in a way that is detrimental to your performance, that's where you start getting negative side effects and possibly negative health effects, right? If you drink your caffeine at the wrong time, the wrong amount, and you disrupt your sleep, and because of that, you don't sleep well, you don't recover well, a whole other issues will come up from health issues to physical health, mental health, your heart health, um, inflammation levels. A lot of things can go up, can be triggered in a negative way when you abuse caffeine instead of learning how to use it by science. And guys, by science, I mean every one of us has their sweet spot of caffeine consumption. And by sweet spot, I mean when our performance is increased, when we get the health benefits, but our sleep is not disrupted, disrupted, we don't get any side effects, and we are not going overboard, increasing anxiety with that caffeine, right? So get, let's get to the point. Uh, Andrew Huberman, by the way, if you're a fan of Neuroscience, please check out his uh, podcast and all of his episodes, uh, Practical Neuroscience, as I would describe the content of his podcast, right? He talks about everything from metabolism to um, things like um, protocols to improve focus, to gut health, to exercise, like a whole range of topics and he connects all of that to um, his subject of expertise, neuroscience, and then creates really well put together um, applied neuroscience protocols to improve your life, your health, your well-being. So anyhow, Andrew Huberman this week on his podcast is talking a lot about caffeine and a couple of things you might not not about not know about caffeine. It doesn't just make you feel like you have more energy or motivation. It doesn't just improve your wakefulness or your arousal, right? How awake you feel. It also increases, for example, your preference for stuff that goes along with caffeine. So what do I mean by that? Let's say you're drinking your cup of coffee and you are having some food with it. Um, now, that might be a sandwich, salad, or sometimes I have carrot sticks or baby carrots with my coffee, right? And the preference, or also if you have some company with you, 
people you're talking with or communicate with. Maybe you have a buddy who you always have your first cup of coffee with, maybe family member, right? So the preference, the likeness of those people, foods, substances actually increases when you consume it, so to speak, along your caffeine, right? So how can you use it in your real life? Again, um, I was talking to a friend of mine, a coach, uh, and I was like, but you can use it to uh, start liking vegetables more. For example, I feel like that's why I'm such a fan of baby carrots, because I usually would consume it with my caffeine often. Uh, so baby carrots, um, right? Uh, if you don't like certain foods, but you need to eat more of them, maybe have a little bit of caffeine. It doesn't have to be, by the way, um, coming from coffee. It can come from um, caffeinated tea, like green tea or black tea, something like yerba mate, another caffeinated drink. Uh, maybe a piece of dark chocolate with your baby carrots or your salad, and you will actually like and prefer, according to research, that food better with or without caffeine, right? So if you want to start liking certain food, consume a little bit of caffeine with it in any form that you prefer, and you will like it more. Maybe you want your kids to like, I don't know, vegetables more, carrots or salad. Maybe give them a little bit of um, dark chocolate or um, something like tea, you know, black tea. Maybe kids like green tea or black tea. They will like the food that goes along with it much better. So that's the kind of very interesting thing that I didn't know about and I wanted to share with you and uh, I wanted to share with you a practical takeaway, right? So that's why, for example, if you consume your caffeine also with exercise, it's not just going to boost your performance that's been proven by many studies, but it also going to increase your likeness of that exercise routine. So caffeine, not just for um, perceived amount of energy you have, your motivation or your alertness, but also for liking things that you that go along with that caffeine. Now, the second thing that you might not know about caffeine, everyone has their ideal coffee or caffeine, I, I'd rather say, tolerance. What it means is, Andrew Huberman shared this information, it seems that the ideal spot with caffeine is one to three milligrams per kilogram of body weight that will bring you to the state of awake, alert, aroused, um, well, more motivation, uh, more drive to act, more energy, but not over the top when you're anxious, jittery, when you have all this energy, but you don't seem to be able to do anything with that, right? Maybe your anxiety levels are up, your stress um, all of a sudden goes up, um, stress levels. Or if it's too little, maybe just one espresso that's about 50-60 milligrams of caffeine, maybe it doesn't do any uh, much for your performance, for your alertness, your ideal uh, arousal for um, performance, mental or physical. But maybe two espressos will do that for you. And again, the amount of caffeine seems to be one to three milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of body weight. So for example, if I'm 55 kilos, that's going to give me about 110, 150 milligrams of caffeine to be in that ideal state, mentally alert, awake, my motivation is boosted, my energy levels is boosted, but not over the top when I'm anxious and jittery. And I overdid caffeine at some point in my life. You know, I, I remember especially 
vividly this episode in Italy when I had one espresso shot after another and I didn't think much about the amount of caffeine in those espresso shots in Italy those are also very strong meaning they contain more caffeine and I noticed that like I had this jittery energy and my hands even started to shake and I was like I do not like this feeling and my anxiety levels you know I was like kind of all over the place I'm like okay I do have my caffeine tolerance that's when I really Uh, got to be aware that there is such a thing and I just overdid it. Uh, And then through experimentation, I realized that I have this caffeine tolerance that um, about 100-150 milligrams of caffeine combined because in the morning I consume matcha green tea powder and it has caffeine about maybe 50-60 milligrams I consume some dark chocolate um, small amount that might have another 20 milligrams of caffeine and then I usually consume a big cup of coffee but I mix decaf and caffeinated and that will get me that will get me to my ideal zone um, to being aroused and being motivated and energized, but not over the top. And to give you a better idea, so uh, brewed coffee, if you get a coffee somewhere in a coffee shop, regular um, a small to medium-sized cup of coffee, let's say it's Americano, would give you about 100-150 milligrams of caffeine. One espresso shot is about 60-70 um, milligrams of caffeine, right? So if you go to Starbucks, they are, by the way, one of the most caffeinated coffee houses. And yes, different rows, different coffee beans will give you different amounts of caffeine. You can look up your favorite coffee house or coffee beans or coffee roast, and it will probably tell you how the Google I mean, um, how much caffeine that drink contains approximately. So Starbucks is one of the most caffeinated coffee houses. If you get something like a venti drink, it's going to have three, four espresso shots. And there, again, shots are very strong. So um, it is estimated when I Googled it that uh, that will contain about 400, 450 milligrams of caffeine that for most people, it's prescribed anxiety. A regular coffee um, smaller to medium uh, coffee cup in a lot of other coffee houses would have about uh, 100, 150 milligrams uh, of caffeine in it. And so uh, experiment with that. Um, what's your weight and kilograms um, and amount of caffeine per kilogram of body weight is one, three milligrams. And I just gave you again, the approximate amount in different coffee drinks. If you want to look it up, then Google your coffee house or your coffee beans. And so again, if you want to get into this ideal state in the zone, uh, having a better chance to hit flow state where you 2x, 5x more productive, like up to 500% as some data shows, you want to really try to figure out uh, your ideal amount of caffeine. And I also, I'm reading, I already shared with you this, this book, Trust Factor, The Science of Creating High-Performance Companies. And in that book, there is a piece of research about how when people are too stressed because of their work, they cannot perform uh task at their best. They're not as productive. They're, they do not deliver that high quality of work. When people under aroused, meaning they're bored, they also will not deliver the highest quality and amount of work. But when people in that golden middle 
that's where you get the zone, the flow, the productivity, the over-delivery, the creativity, the breakthrough solutions. And uh, the book talks more about um, how you need to give your people challenging tasks, but not too challenging to not induce too much stress or to not make your people bored. But it also goes along with what we know about caffeine. The golden middle is where uh, you want to be. And um, the friend of mine that I told you about, he shared that the name of this law of this golden middle when you are aroused, but not too much, when you're stressed, but not too much. York's Dotson law. So the pronunciation, not sure exactly. York's Dotson law. It's what it means is optimal performance happens in the middle when you're not too stressed, but also not bored and more like alert, calm, and relax. That's where you want to be when it comes to performance. Let's get back to caffeine. To not interrupt your sleep patterns that will affect your performance the next day and also your health biomarkers, you want to make sure to stop consuming your caffeinated stuff at least 10 hours. Andrew Huberman and a lot of other uh, sleep experts recommend um, even 12 hours. So for me, uh, I go to bed at 9 p.m., I try to cut it all off by 10 a.m. and then switch to decaf if needed. But usually I just stop drinking any coffee and uh, my dark chocolate before 10 a.m. And that allows me to get the benefit. um, And I actually just love the taste of coffee when I drink complete decaf. I also enjoy it very much. So I don't necessarily drink it for performance because in the morning, I'm a morning person. I'm already alert, awake, ready to go. So I really don't need much to keep me going. Uh, In the afternoon, I usually use cold shower. I usually get outside to get sun. I would usually do some light exercise to bring me to uh, also hyperventilation breathing or Wim Hof to bring me to the right level of alertness uh, and focus. And I don't consume caffeine for the reasons because it will disrupt my sleep and that will um, get into possible health problems and performance problems uh, the next day and long term, right? So with caffeine, it's very important, the timing, the amount, and um, to sum up this episode, guys, what you want to understand about your performance, your caffeine, and so the caffeine brings positive effects into your life, not negative. So two factors are important, the amount, and by the way, the amount of caffeine is actually different for different people. Some people have more tolerance for caffeine, some less. But um, I read from one of the experts that you know that caffeine, you're not caffeine dependent and you don't interrupt, don't disturb your long-term health and your natural biorhythms with caffeine, you know that if you can not have coffee on any specific morning and be totally fine, in that scenario, you know that caffeine, yeah, it might do something for you, but you're not dependent on that. Your systems are not dependent on that caffeine and they can function by themselves totally fine. So that's a good indication that you are not drugging yourself with that coffee, but instead using it as a booster, uh, getting all the benefits, but very little uh, negative side effects. So um, the amount of the caffeine will vary for different people. Um, Obviously, it will be different depending on your body size, on your weight. Um, Also, it is different um, based on your um, brain 
brain type. Um, some people are, um, again, more sensitive. Some people are already on a more alert and awake and ready to go side. And some people are more chill, laid back. Um, and actually, those chill, laid back people will need less caffeine to get them to a point of optimal performance. And then also for the task, the uh, easier the task is, it seems, the more stress and jitterness it can tolerate. The more complex task for me, it's long form rating. The more you need to be in a golden middle or even a little bit maybe on a lower side of arousal or stress levels to get to that long form writing for me or work that is really mentally challenging. You would think like the more alertness and arousal motivation you have for the harder task, the better. Actually, the data shows otherwise. Simple tasks can tolerate a lot of stress. More complex tasks will need you to be more relaxed, more chill. So uh, the kind of task will also be perfect for certain amount of caffeine, but experiment with that. And the formula is again, one, three milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of body weight. And again, one espresso shot that's usually in a regular cup of coffee. Well, actually, no, um, a regular cup of coffee would have a little bit more. So espresso shot, uh, 50, 70 milligrams of caffeine. You have your brewed coffee, let's say Americano, uh, regular cup, uh, 100, 150 milligrams of coffee. Um, then you have Starbucks with their venti drinks is like four, 450 uh, milligrams of caffeine. But you can also use Google to determine more or less how much caffeine you consume in different items. And don't forget that pre-workout stuff would have some caffeine, some energy drinks. I mean, most of the energy drinks would have caffeine some supplements also dark chocolate, green tea, black tea, all of that caffeine that adds up. And when it comes to timing of caffeine, um, 10 hours before bed, try to not go below that. Even if you fall asleep, the structure of your sleep and the quality will be disrupted. And that's it about caffeine, guys. Let me know. Ah, and the last piece, remember that if you need to, if you want to like some stuff, maybe some people more, consume them along with caffeine, uh, maybe a piece of chocolate with your salad, or maybe, you know, trying to make your kids eat more vegetables and give them a little bit of dark chocolate or maybe tea, and that caffeine will wire the liking for the stuff that you need to eat more of, for example, um, in a more profound way. So you like it more, you like the people more, the experience more, whatever you consume, quote unquote, with your caffeine. And that concludes our episode on caffeine. Resources mentioned Andrew Huberman, Huberman Lab podcast, and the book by Paul Zuck, a director of the um, Institute of Studies of Neuroeconomics, uh, his book, Trust Factor, um, How to Create High-Performance Companies. Amazing book, a lot of practical stuff there on performance as well, this uh, golden middle, according to York's Datsun Law. Uh, those are the resources, your caffeine tolerance, one, three milligrams per kilogram of body weight. And don't forget about timing. And if you have any questions, please do reach out, guys. Use your caffeine response 
responsibly to make you better, more awesome, delivering your best work instead of jittery anxious all over the place and not sleeping well. Right? Ask questions, share this episode with other people, uh, share the podcast, uh, teach it to other people to learn it twice. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you've been consuming coffee along with this podcast, that you might like it even more. In any case, stay tuned for future episodes. Share, ask questions. And till next time, drink your coffee responsibly.